You guys good? Want to start? Here we go. Three, two, one. Hello, Omniverse. I am Joe Bear. And I'm Zach. And I'm Diego. And this is Behind the Beard. Or lack thereof. And welcome to this week's episode where we hope each week we get to spark an idea, a thought, or help you on your journey to be a better you as we are trying to do the same. And today we're continuing our topic of productivity uh, in today's episode, we're going to be diving into the world of actions, rather real productivity, where real productivity is about consistently spending the majority of your time on your most valuable and most important tasks. Real productivity is about continuously identifying your priorities and being able to tackle them both efficiently and of high quality. And it's about eliminating or outsourcing the busy work so you can save your mental resources, time and energy for what's truly important. First, um, Zach, that beard of yours is starting to come together. You can actually yeah. notice it. You know, Joe did say something to me probably a, a, maybe a year or year or so ago, or maybe he's repeated it as he blinds himself with his lighting. Um, but he, he did say that for him, once he turned the big 3-0, that his beard like came to life. And uh, it is my birthday month, You're and this is the month it. that I turn the big 3-0. So maybe that's maybe that is something in the water. <laughs> so the, the hair growth molecules just come down here, and they're resting <laughs> exactly, here exactly. They, you know, they just gave up here, and they're like, "We're gonna we're gonna migrate <laughs> south for winter." I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm you know, I'm also trying to in. just let it get to the uncomfortable phase, which I'm really bad at. Like for any beard viewers from the beard gang over here um yeah it's there's like a stage where you just i get i'm like Ugh, and i trim it but i feel like i have to get through that stage to actually show some growth you know what i'm talking about yeah it, there's definitely the itchy stage for sure uh where you're just like i'm, I'm done with it you know like clean it up you got to do all of that not that this is a beard aficionado <laughs> podcast by any means what it sounds like from the name though is that we have all the rights to talk about beers for like two minutes should 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 we start like our own product line and <laughs> yeah I know. for light medium and full beards <laughs> we we serve all spectrums of the beard growth cater <laughs> to what you and your face can can accomplish so we're recording this on the 1st of February, and uh, we did have a battle of the beard challenge, and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to declare myself the winner. Um, and I shaved, trimmed it down four times this month, because I just wanted it to keep it here. So uh, Diego, thank you for the great competition. Zach, maybe next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I got, this month, you know, I get the big change, so... That's right. This time next year, we'll yeah. see. But I will never, I will never go. Like your level would be like the max I would ever go. I don't want to have like full. What do you call it? Like, what is it? Manchu? Is that what it's called? No, it's that this no thing. Yeah. The Fu Manchu is where. Yeah, it's like, yeah. That's, yeah. That's I, what I'm well, I never to. want the, the ZZ Talk level. Like this is that does not appeal to me. <laughs> so where my my beard growth started is, um, you guys remember the the movie Kill Bill? Yeah. And there's the ancient uh, wise guy and he would go <laughs> with this beard i wanted to do that once in my life 
So I got my beard to about down here, and I, that was about as far as I could get it. I could never get that full action and replicate that that movie, but uh, I tried. I, I so you project your wisdom then? I didn't have enough wisdom to project. I still don't. Um, we're working on building that wisdom up. <laughs> That's why we're talking every week uh, to build that. But uh, maybe one day. But uh, this isn't all about the beards. Um, you know, we we got through the first month. You know, we, there's a lot of that. We talked about the New Year's reservations or the New Year, New Me. And, um, you know, this is actually National Call It Quits Day. Uh, if you guys didn't know that. So a lot of people stop going to the gym. They go back to their old life. Uh, they're sedentary ways. And we've talked about how important it is just to keep your body moving, whether it's going for a walk, it's doing 10 body squats or hitting the gym or something. I tried this um, past weekend, which is like rock box fitness, uh, which was super fun. It's like hitting the bags, punching, and then some circuit workout afterwards. Uh, it definitely drained me. It was super fun. It was a Open my eyes that there is something more out there. Uh, but it got me thinking about what else I could do to challenge myself to chase that uncomfortable feeling that we've talked about before. Because as I've been going to the gym pretty regularly, I don't get sore anymore, right? And, I, you know, that first month where you're like sore, you feel it, you're like, oh, all right, something's changing, something's growing. Um, so I got a challenge for both of you because we don't call it quits here. Right. Uh, for the next month, we, we battled it over the beards, but now I wanna battle it over daily push-ups, 50 push-ups a day. Can we make it commit to each other here in this private four virtual square walls that maybe 100, 200 people are gonna keep us accountable to? <laughs> 50 push-ups a day for 28 days. All right, let's do it, I mean. Zach, you seem to have some reservations about this new year reservation. I hate push-ups, but I mean, I'll try. Now listen, well, I was going to say, I do have a birthday weekend in February. I can't, I'll try to do my best. It takes five minutes to do one minute, 10 in a row. And then take a breather, five, 10, you got it. I got I got a lot of travel coming up. We can make it happen. If we can do it. A full day to make, to, to get your 50 in, so. <laughs> Rest and up. We, we should celebrate your birthday by doing 100 and really conquering this challenge. Um, if we're going to put that out there for the big 3-0, I mean, you should definitely be doing a double up on that day. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to, it's going to be a, where, where are you doing your push-ups today? And it's just Joe's like, rest stop push-ups. Here we go. <laughs> Hey, you know, push-ups are free and they 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 work. And um, yeah, you do modified ones. You could do dig. I'm pretty sure you got like the one-handed, one-legged push-up going on at this point. You're killing it Not in the gym all. game. <laughs> Not at all. I, I ride bicycles, which means I have no no strength in my arms at all. We all need to work on it, and we all need to go from there. This is going to push us into a little bit of uncomfortableness. Uh, and that's what it's all about, right? It's just continuing to get 1% better all the time. All right. I mean, I, I don't know. I like that you're, I mean, I do like that. I'm just giving you clearly a hard time because why would I not? But I mean, one of my big things of like keeping fresh and keeping good for February is you mentioned it during your little intro there, but just trying to get a walk and not just say the weather is too bad. Um, I know Diego cannot relate, but. North Carolina is very, I don't know, like temperamental and you have like swings of 20 degrees, 60 degrees, 20 degrees. And it's like those 20 to 40 degree days. I'm like not going outside. Like I'll go to the gym and then I'm coming home. But um, the last couple of days I've done that 
technically it was January, but the last couple of days I've done an outdoor walk, just a mile, about 20 minutes, right? And I feel like there, I just get some clarity. Even if I'm working like on my phone, like responding to some messages, it's still like a, I'm getting some fresh air, vitamin D. Like I just, that's something I'm going to really push myself to do is like daily walk, no matter the temp, you know, my dog's going to love it no matter the temp too. So be good for both of us. That's my. And I was going to say, I do it with, with my dog every day because I have no grass, no garden in the apartment. So we need to go out. And you should try to, to push it to like 20, 25 minutes. And I think it's good for like the brain to restart and, and yeah. do a good work in the day. It, it breaks it up a little bit. I, I know it's easy <laughs> as we're going to dive in here to the actions and the busy work. It's easy to like sit down at the laptop and go. It's easy to sit down and start taking calls and just go and schedule it. And I want to get six hours of calls done uh, and I just want to knock it all out. But, you know, just taking that 30 minutes out there, one, you're going to help yourself feel refreshed. You're going to be able to conquer the next customer that's calling in that may not be so pleasant to you as all of the rest of them were. And you're going to be able to handle that a little bit more, right, uh, with clarity, with mindset of I got this. And then it just it's good. Um, we sit far too often. Um, I think uh, I read I Arnold Schwarzenegger's got a new uh, newsletter out there. If uh, you haven't subscribed, I definitely recommend doing so. And it's not about Mr. Olympia. It's just about wellness, right? And it's you know something as simple as a 20-minute walk, like you guys are saying, could just change your entire world. And you know it's just getting out there and getting getting it going and resetting, and you can get creative again. You can start thinking about solutions and not just diving straight into and like, oh, I can't figure out the solution to this problem. Um, and it gives you a chance just to think. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. Some of those best areas to think are, you know, like in the shower, when you're driving, when you don't have something easily accessible to write down, your mind just kind of wanders. You know, I like it. Uh, so I think we're all watching a little bit more TV to try to keep up with each other. What are you guys watching right now? Football, basically. I'll explain this again. Football. Football, because since the World Cup didn't happen in summer, like all these games got pushed to January and now there is like Premier League every weekday, like weekday match, weekend match, La Liga, weekday match, weekend match. So you just have to like adjust that. And yeah, that's all I've been up to. But I did watch Avatar uh, in the movies uh, the other day. That's what I've been up to. I don't know. How about you guys? Well, let's not move on from that. Now that you've actually seen Avatar and you uh, spent three in three hours, 90 minutes, uh, which it feels like. What are your thoughts on Avatar? I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like it was a remix of many movies, uh, Free Willy, uh, Titanic included. Um, I don't know, like greatest hit record maybe uh something like that and then the other thing that did uh catch my attention it was that it was kind of like planned for tv because it had this like blackout cuts in between that was like straight to commercials like you can see that happening there like <laughs> so I, I don't know I, I i liked it i enjoyed it i had a good time it's a nice date with my wife but I don't know if like I didn't come out like, oh, I don't want to watch Avatar 3 now. Uh, no, I'm not waiting for Avatar 3. <laughs> I, I think it would have been great if they would have split it up. We talked about Kill Bill earlier, you know, like a volume one and two, like there was enough content to make it two really great movies, 90 minutes in and out. Right. You know, and mm -hmm. um, still have a great example. I think you're onto something there, the made for TV movie. Because I can't tell you every time one of those blackout scenes happened, I was like, great movies over done. 
Oh, wait, still an hour left. Uh, my goodness. Okay, we could have ended it there. I'd have been totally satisfied. I got my money's worth, and I felt like there was enough of a conclusion to know that the movie's going to keep on continuing. So I, I'm right there with you. I just don't, I never had interest to watch the first one. Don't have interest to watch this one. Just not my avenue of movies. Like, I'm not a sci fi person, period. Um, unless you call it Stranger Things, but Stranger Things is different, and I would never really classify it as sci-fi just because there's so much other element to it. I will give um, props to Fury Disney World. They have a really cool Avatar ride where you're on the back of one of those things. I don't know what they're actually called, like the dragon things that they fly on, and it's really cool. It's like one of those simulations where like you're going over the water, and the water's like actually splashing your face, and all of those things. So. Um, that's a cool ride if you're over there. But outside of that, I have not watched that. Um, I've been watching Poker Face on Peacock. Watch that. It's really good. Um, it's like the crime, which is up my alley. So but a good take on the crime. So interesting one. So Natasha Leone's amazing there. And then I haven't watched movies lately because I just feel like they're, I'm not a big movie person. Um, I'm like, gosh, it's like an hour and a half. Instead, let me just watch three 30-minute episodes um, instead. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, that's like my logic. And I think about it after the fact, too, but I don't know. Um, but I did watch Don't You Worry, Darling, that has um, Harry Styles and um, the main actress there. But it was good. Like I was and it is like a two hour movie, but you get to the end of it and you're like, whoa, OK, total like did not expect that happening. So but then I tried to watch and I didn't even get past really the trailer because another critically acclaimed movie Oscars nominated you know, Emmys, all of the Golden Globes, whatever, um, was the Banshees of Anishirin. Anishirin? I'm not sure if I pronounced that correct. It's somewhere in um, Ireland. But um, I got through the trailer, and I was like, why would I ever want to watch that? I watched it in... Maybe I just don't have the classy taste of movies, but I was bored the entire time. <laughs> right. Like, I guess maybe there's something out there that we're we're missing for these critically acclaimed films. Do you guys watch uh, Everything Everywhere all at once? I have not. I know that it's heavily nominated at the Oscars. What uh, I was going to say, like, for a movie with many nominations, it's not that kind of boring artisty kind of thing. It's actually very, very entertaining, action-packed. If you're going to watch something that's nominated and <laughs> actually entertains you, go for that. Isn't it kind of sci-fi around that? <laughs> I don't even know if... I will classify it, it as sci-fi. Adventure slash sci-fi is what they they rate it as. Yeah, I think I Googled it and saw the sci-fi like subline was like, okay, next. Stop reading about the movies and just watch that. <laughs> watch it and enjoy. You never know what's gonna happen. I also watched The Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Um it was okay. It was kind of a cheesy uh like romantic comedy one, but it's George Clooney and Julia Roberts, so it was like the most lighthearted movie I've watched in a long time. Like it's not trying to accomplish anything. It's not nope. trying to, it's other than just get you through the two hours of a rom-com, like a hey, mid 2000s rom-com. That's it. Like it's not trying to do yeah. anything else. So I, I actually enjoyed it because of that. But there's no peaks. There's no valleys. It's just kind of a one tone movie throughout the whole thing. Like that's okay. All right. <laughs> but yeah, it kept, it kept me uh, some busy time, I guess you would say. I'm not sure if it was totally productive, but maybe that brings us to busy versus productive. Good transition. I was just thinking, wow, 
this is an episode about movies or are we going to talk about some busy work and productivity? So awesome transition there. Uh, thank you all for joining us along the, the pathway here. And let's really get down to some of those big whys and some of those big visions and, you know, that why is it important to focus on the important work? And as we look at our to-do list, you know, through life, in personal work, whatever the case is, why do we get sucked so easily into this busy work mantra, right? And how do we start just staying focused on the important work instead? And you're like, well, I, the, the busy work or the stuff I'm doing is important. But I think where we have to take a step back, as I said earlier, is we have to step away from the complexity, which we're naturally drawn to. And once we step away from that complexity of it all, we can start seeing tasks and problems not as harder or confusing than they actually need to be. And we a lot of times just overlook the simplicity of it all. So I think if we really define, you know, busy work itself, where we should really start off with that is busy work can be defined as all the tasks and activities that we spend a lot of time and energy on, even though they don't significantly contribute to the achievement of our most important goals. So I think that's the one thing there. There's always going to be tasks to be done. But, you know, as I've always challenged my team, look at your task and look at to see what can be optimized, what can be automated, what could be outsourced, right? You know, that's always a good, important one there is, okay, well, maybe somebody could do it better than what we can. Um, and we've got to go factor that out there. But you've got to look at what's taken up all of this time. And sometimes it's just life on repeat. What do you guys feel about, you know, this life on repeat busy work? I mean, you said it pretty well and like Warren Buffett had the quote that says there seems to be some um, human characteristic that likes to make easy things difficult um, and I I relate it to um, we talked about it in the intro to having this big old to-do list right um, and you check it off and check it off we've talked about it before with our planning like we like to check things off all three of us are very similar in that aspect um, and you feel good about yourselves when you're when you're going through that um, but then how often do I stop and think about what those tasks really meant and what actually was accomplished in a big picture outside of them, right? Like, is it quantity um, or quality that you're coming through? And I think that that is the, a big piece of really what, you know, you're asking there. And I found it interesting that busy work is almost like a false win or a false reward, a false congratula congratulations moment, right? Like, I just got through everything. Like, I don't have anything more on my list. Like, I can even think of, like, doing some house tasks or just busy work to keep me occupied. Um, it can makes me feel good for a moment, but really what was solved? Like, did I think of anything big picture? Did I solve a future issue? Did I just pick the can down the road just to get it off my agenda, get it off my list to make myself feel better for 20 minutes? Like, that is where... I think the human like approach to yourself, like what did you actually do to accomplish anything big? That's good. Go ahead, Diego. I'll give you an example of busy work and how easily we can fall into the trap, right? Um, we've been advertising in Facebook and Instagram, and we've talked about this before, and our like conversion rate there has been dropping and has been getting more expensive to get the results that we want there. Yet we kept doing the ads and we kept running a campaign every week and i think that's where we fell into that trap into the busy work trap because that was in our to-do list that was part of the, our strategy for the quarter and then when we analyzed it we realized that there were other um other sources or other other advertising platforms where we could uh, run 
the exact same ads and just get better results. So we kind of like dropped half of the of the Facebook ads to see what will happen if we invest that budget somewhere else, or if we started running some other kind of optimization uh, things on on the audiences that we were targeting and all that kind of stuff. And we this month, well January, we saw a lot of better results uh, compared to December. And I think that in this we could have done it earlier if we wouldn't have been trapped in that busy work thing of just like, hey, this is our to do list. This is the Facebook campaign that we need to to release this week. Uh, let's go ahead and run it. Let's run it with the audiences that we know used to work. See, you you took what you were doing and OK, well, here's how we're going to knock over the next domino and we'll segue into that here shortly. And you took that and say, OK, well, this is our new plan of action and this is what I'm going to do. And you didn't solve the dominoes leading up to the big vision. You're just OK, well, tomorrow I'm just going to come in and do the same thing. And then the next day, well, what do I do? Well, that worked, so I'm just going to keep on doing that. And it's very easy for the human mind. We all are guilty of it, of saying, OK, here are my actions. Here's what I do on a Monday. Here's what I do on a Tuesday. Here's what I do on a Wednesday. But have I moved my needle? Have I looked at my big domino down the road? And if you you look at going into the domino story itself, right, you know, how do you one the power of one domino be two inches big and you can knock over one 50 percent larger and then the next one 50 percent, next one 50 percent. So if you go on this pathway and you look at your challenge, no matter what, on that 57th one, that two inch domino, 57 dominoes later would be able to knock over a domino from here to the moon. Right. That's how big it is. And that's how much that force multiplier happens when you start to look at those tasks that are into the big vision. So you have to take a step back and you have to look at what is the big challenge I'm really trying to solve? And let me back down into those tasks on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and not get wrapped into, well, this is my Monday duties. <laughs> this is my Tuesday duties. You know, there's always gonna be some level of that, no matter what job you're in, no matter what career you're in, there's always going to be a little bit of that work that just needs to be done. But what do you do with the rest of your time? Do you keep filling that in or do you take a big step and look, OK, well, if I want to knock down the Eiffel Tower with my two inch domino, what are those steps that are going to get me there and what tasks do I need to, to do to get me to that step? So that's where it really comes back to like what you were saying, Zach, is look at the big picture. OK, well, I'm trying to knock over this really gigantic domino. That's the big challenge I have in business. Well, how do I get there? Um, you know, I, I think a, a easier way to kind of summarize that and you know, look at the, the domino effect of where it all goes is uh, do either of you know about Pareto's law, the 80-20 principles of 80-20? Pareto and his principles that a few people own the majority of land in Italy. The principle has proven true in many other areas and avenues of life. Um, uh, one guy named Joseph, I mean, must be a smart guy, uh, coined the phrase about Pareto's principle that they're vital few and trivial many. Uh, but where I'm going with this one is too many people are trying to run a business, work at their day job, juggle family responsibilities, the list seems to go on and on. But if we were to identify a few, a vital few and focus all our intentions there on things to do, we'd see more, much more progress to our goals, right? So we're not trying to do 100% of everything, but focus on the 20% of the work that moves 80% of the, the needle, moves 80% of those dominoes, 80% of the tasks solving towards the big challenge. It will always work out that way. No matter where you are, it's 20% of the work affects 80% of the outcome. 
And you can see it probably in any career you've been in. It always seems like there's 20% of rock stars out there that are moving the needle more so than anybody else. What are they doing? Well, they're taking a look at 100% of their duties and they're focused in on 20% of the work that's gonna move the biggest needle out there. So you don't have to do everything. There's gonna be things that you need to do, but you set up a plan, you set up an action point and you get those tasks completed there, but they're always looking at that big vision where 20% is going to maneuver and change 80% of the world that they're in. Um, probably did a really bad job butchering it. I'm sure somebody else will come in and question or you know, please correct me if I'm wrong there. But BTB at OITeam.com. BTB at OITeam.com. Thank you. <laughs> so I think it really simplifies things for me in my mind, at least, is that if I focus in on the 20% that's going to move the most amount of work, then the 80% of all the, the fluff, all the 80% of the tasks aren't going to move the needle to where we're wanting to go anyway. But that 80% is what we're talking about. Naturally, humans want to go to. So how do you guys overcome that mental barrier of staying focused on the 20% versus the 80% of noise, so to speak? I wouldn't say it's a struggle <laughs> because it, I think there, we talked about two pieces. First, I think we've all agreed that it just, there's a comfort piece to just a habit, right? Like you keep going to do it because it, you feel like something's going to move, something's going to come out of it eventually. So you just keep kind of rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, um, and maybe not stopping to evaluate. But I think the other piece is I know that I have been brought up in the, in my career, like you're not being effective unless you look busy. And I think there's a change of course in that happening, but like how often is your dot read in Teams? Um, how much, how many emails are you receiving on a day? Like what work output are you doing? Like you come from, there's different levels. Um, you know, are you handling 150 calls when, you know, somebody else is handling 70? There are different layers from like a psychological standpoint of like the expectation of being busy, but that doesn't mean you're being effective. And that's what I try to learn myself. Um, like if you have downtime, like if you have some moment that can, you've done something right usually, knock on wood, or you're, you're forgetting something. But, and then there's some cases, you know, you might find, end, a, end a, a call earlier because you found something that worked better. You, you improved a little bit, that 1% better that we talk about often, um, and it gets to a bigger picture. So that's what I try to remind myself of to not get stuck in that 80% because I get exhausted. I end the day and I've, I've done it countless times. I still do it. I end a day and I end a week and I think, what did I get done? I didn't really get anything done. A lot of noise I just had to deal with, but yet I'm more exhausted than the weeks where I'm productive, right? Um, or I move the needle or that 20% is what I focus on. So that's what I remind myself of is you take care of your mental health more and you take care of yourself more and your future more when you focus on the 20 instead of the 80. So it's eliminating that false positive or false rewards for completing those tasks for that uh, grind mode, low value, high quantity tasks, but they weren't quality tasks. They weren't, they weren't pushing what you need to do to meet your end goal of the challenge itself. So with those false rewards, they felt great in the moment, but you ended up exhausted at the end of the day, where when you say you focus on those high value tasks, 
you're ending your day refreshed, renewed, ready to challenge yourself for the next day. It, it seems so obvious. Diego, what do you, how do you overcome the challenge of those false rewards and falling into that trap, so to speak? So the first thing uh, that comes to mind is on the checklist, uh, I don't have anything like read email or answer on Teams because uh, those are not real tasks to put on your checklist, right? So the things that make it to my daily checklist are the things that are actually going to have an impact, so that are actually going to move that needle. Uh, and then the other thing is that you can only see how the needle moves if you have metrics, uh, if you have any sort of feedback on where the progress is being made. And that can be as simple as just setting goals and reviewing every now and then, every other week, every month, looking back and seeing if things are actually working and if they're, they're having the impact that you're expecting. Uh, or it can be something like more tech-oriented, like the one thing that I can think about is, is the Apple Watch and circles and bo2 max and if you have a garmin maybe you have like a fitness score uh and that kind of stuff right uh but if, if you have that level of metrics it's great because then you can really see what's happening every day and how that's having an impact but if you don't you can simply do a review every month and look at the things that you were doing and being like okay so uh maybe you're trying to learn to play piano uh what's been my progression? Like, can I separate now my two hands and can I move my fingers this way? Can I play this type of song now? Um, and if if so, keep doing what you're doing. If not, if no progress was made, think about doing it differently because that's when you're getting trapped into that. Oh, but I'm doing my lesson every morning, my piano lesson every morning. Yeah, but there's no progress. So it probably should change the type of lesson that you're doing, maybe change the time of the day when you're doing it. Uh, maybe look at another method, maybe look at another instrument and play the guitar instead. Uh, but yeah, that's if you don't if you don't have any feedback, you cannot realize when you're trapped into busy work. So yeah. I like what both of you are saying. You know, it's kind of what I started doing with my to do list as I've learned a little bit more. Um, you know, each week here on uh, Behind the Beard is I said, well, how could I improve my to do list? And so that way I'm always stayed focused on that bigger vision of what my outcome is trying to be. So what I've started doing is, okay, well, here's the big, bold change I want. And then here's the steps that I think I need to get there. And those are branching off into even more tasks there. So sometimes it may get down to uh, like, if it's a real complex problem, I don't want to skip a step of, I do need to reply to Diego's email here just to make sure he's informed or consulted. Uh, and I need to make sure that Zach is accountable for this, right? And so that that would come down to, sometimes that needs to happen there, but it's knowing that all of this work is kind of leading up into my one big task itself and the big vision of what I'm trying to change. And so that way it feels a little bit better. I'm like, okay, yeah, I had to get down into the weeds. I had to do some of the real tasky work that's probably going to have to go on repeat. But I know it's for a vision and a purpose, not just go in and hit an inbox zero because I want to say inbox zero. If I don't have that big vision in mind, then if I just listed out that task individually, it wouldn't make sense of why it was so important, right? And I don't see the big vision of where the next domino is going to hit the next layer up uh, and you can't skip those steps. You can't go from a tiny task to a big problem without some of those dominoes in between getting knocked over. And just the other piece is just, and I, I know Diego touched on it, but it's just the habit, right? Um, and we just get stuck into it. Like why, why are we doing this over and over? 
um, or you're, or you're we're creating the same domino effect over and over again. Like, I know, Joe, you talk about my zero inbox, but I keep it zero. <laughs> um, and it, like, you're like, it takes too much time, but it's always zero. So it's really like two seconds. It's like five minutes for a push ups, right? Um, <laughs> oh, okay. The challenge is out. I hear you. <laughs> had, had to dig there. Um, but no, I think the challenge for everybody is a lot of the, a lot of this comes with reflection um and it's a lot of time it's a reflection of yourself it, busy work is excuse work and Ooh. that's probably a bold statement out there um Ooh. and maybe we haven't quite gone there yet but i i see it as that right like the time that you're spent are you just chasing something that doesn't need to be chased we automation is there something that can be automated that you're just spending that's taking time where you could be solving something larger are you repeating the same problem over and over again because you're not focusing on the 20%? There's so much self in this uh, area that I, I really think that, you know, if you're going through something and something's not working and you're saying you're stuck in it, then you're using that task or that busy work item as an excuse and something to hide behind. Because um, I've done it before too. Like, oh, I just, I, I need to go through it this way because it gives us more time um is how i view it right it gives you more time because you're afraid to maybe go through an uncomfortable route like joe said or you're afraid to make a mistake um maybe different variables of why you're hiding behind the busy work but there's something that's causing that um out of comfortability um repetitiveness or i guess maybe cause of concern for failure but usually once you ditch that you like the weight is lifted off because busy work most always repeats. So who wants to do the same things over and over and over again? I know I don't. Well, and I think it leads into one of our fundamental principles at Omni is, you know, above the line and below the line. And, you know, when you get stuck into that task work and just want to do a repetitive manual work itself, and it's not really moving the needle there, then it gives you an excuse to not go solve the big challenges. We're we're changing the BPO scene and you can't do that with small thinking. You can't do that with small actions. You can't do that with somewhat what we've done in the old world um, and our past lives is I come in, I check my boxes, I go home. Um, and here it's we're trying to move big needles and be innovative within the space. And we, we launch in a day. We can bring a thousand people in. Uh, you know, we got recently a success story was 109 people, I believe. like. Klein asked uh, for 109 people today. We did it, right? You know, in a matter of like three days. Um, so, you know, these huge things don't happen. And you can't do that with the old way of thinking where it's just, I, I come in, I do my tasks. I got to hit those big challenges and I've got to reflect on myself. And so that way I, I take my full ownership of misses. I fail fast, I iterate fast. I don't lean into excuses or Oh, that was Zach's fault again, uh, I, or you know, blaming, or you know, just even denial. Oh, that wasn't me, right? It, it's we all take leadership of ownership of what needs to be fixed, and that's where that reflection truly comes into play. Power words from you, Zach, and thank you for letting me follow up on that. But no, good topic. I'm excited to see. I think we, we close this one out next week, right? Uh, yeah. Um, we certainly do. Uh, and next week is about meetings and their meeting. Uh, so we'll skip around here a little bit. But let me uh, close us out with a great quote from Gary Keller, an American entrepreneur, and focused in the retail or the um, 
real estate space, uh, productivity isn't about being a workhorse, keeping busy or burning the midnight oil. It's more about priorities, planning, and fiercely protecting your time. As always, hashtag keep learning and let us know what you're learning about too. Please like and subscribe to our channel for more great content. If you would like to reach out to us, we'd welcome you to email us at btv at oiteam.com. And I would implore you to join us in on our push-up challenge in March. And there will be a random drawing for a free lunch to all of those that participate from March 1st through March 31st. 50 push-ups a day, modified your choice, honor system, uh, but definitely let us know you're participating at btv at oiteam.com. And thank you for listening all the way to hear about that fun and exciting revelation. Uh, join us next week on our topic and our final topic of our productivity series, uh, and that is meetings and their meeting, meaning, wow, meetings and their meeting. If I can talk anymore, that's a great spot to wrap it up here. I am Joe Bear for my co-hosts, Zach and Diego. This is Behind the Beard. Omniverse to the moon. I just saw yeah. it fading to black when, when it went silence. It was like an avatar scene where it went black. And you thought the, the episode was over, but it was not.